Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of On the Road with Thorhammer. Uh, this is going to be an interesting episode. It is a conversation that Kyle and I had about wrestling a couple few weeks ago. But uh, before we get into that, let's do some Thorhammer updates. Uh, let's see. We uh, had a jam with Tim yesterday. And it went very well. Uh, he's coming along nicely. We are uh, excited to play our first show with him on March 26th at FUBAR. Opening for Ares Kingdom. So uh, we expect all of you Thorhammer fans to be there. And show your support. Thank you very much. Uh... I want to thank everyone for watching and uh, listening to the new video podcast uh, that I did with Jimmy Lopez that aired last week. Uh, you can find that in, at uh, YouTube channel Onyx Edge Studios, or you can find the audio version at all the normal places, your iTunes, your Spreaker, your onyxedgestudios.com slash Thorhammer. And while you're there, check out all the other podcasts on the Onyx Edge Network. Jordan's uh, podcast, The High Files. Uh, a podcast that I have guested on many times, The Watchers on the Couch. And uh, How Should I Bro, which should be coming back soon, I hope, with new episodes. Uh, I want to let you guys know that this week I taped a, uh, episode with the guy that I met online. Uh, his name is Thelmo Rigo, and he has a podcast all about the band Dream Theater, uh, which we did mention last week that their new album came out, and, uh, it's called The Astonishing, which, uh, if you're a music fan at all, you should at least check it out. I believe it's still streaming on YouTube. Um, pretty high quality, but I would suggest buying the album. Um, Thelmo and I had a very lengthy conversation about The Astonishing, about all of my experiences uh, being a Dream Theater fan, and uh, my, my overall perspective on the band, the drums of the band, and all that kind of stuff. I think you guys are going to really think it's interesting, and uh, hopefully we're going to be able to link that on onyxstudios.com. I don't see why there would be a problem with that. But I'll keep you guys up to date when that comes up. Um, and, of course, if you want to stay completely up to date with all Thorhammer stuff, you can sign up for a newsletter. All you have to do is contact me in any way that you would like on the social medias. Or you can email us at thorhammerheavymetal at gmail.com. And the uh, Thorhammer newsletter has all kinds of exclusive audio that we link you to. And uh, you'll be the first to know about show announcements, uh, band news, and much, much more. Of course, links to the podcast as well. Uh like I said earlier, this podcast is a conversation I had with a uh, fellow bandmate, Kyle, about pro wrestling 
and everything involving pro wrestling. Uh, sometimes with this podcast, I'd like to just have it be about stuff that we're interested in. And we know there is some definite crossover with wrestling fans as far as this podcast goes. Uh, unfortunately, an uh, ECW alumni and original Axel Rotten passed away this week. Uh, really sucks that this keeps happening, but I followed him on Twitter for a while, and he seemed to be uh, a recovering addict and posted a lot of positive things and I, it seemed like he was in a good place at least for the time that I was following him the past year um yeah I don't know what to really say I got you know not the greatest worker in the world but man he was over as over gets in ECW and I suggest if you're gonna watch any matches uh Go and check out a Taipei Deathmatch he did with ECW. You should be able to look that up on YouTube or on the network, and it'll come up pretty much immediately. Pretty gruesome match where he uh, they they wrap their hands and then they uh, they glue like pieces of glass to their hands, and it's it's pretty nuts. It gets really bloody. Uh, so if you're squeamish, don't watch it. But <laughs> Uh, also, of course, you know, him tag-teaming with Balls Mahoney back in the day. I mean, they just... There was something magic about that team-up. Um, but yeah, Axel Rotten, we'll miss you in the wrestling world. And, uh, anyway, conversation with Kyle coming up. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Uh... There will be more video podcasts in the future. Uh, I was delighted with the response to the one with Jimmy. And, of course, I love having Jimmy on the show. But, uh, yeah, I guess stick around after the uh, main body of the podcast. And you'll hear a Thor Hammer tune. Uh, Tim, you know what to do. Roll us into the wrestling thing. I want to make a quick edit, something I forgot to mention. There is a little bit of background noise in this. It isn't uh, overbearing whatsoever, and you're able to hear us clearly, but we're setting up to jam while we are having this conversation. Uh, so you're going to hear a little bit of rustling around, and uh, we are moving around in the room. So at some points we become a little bit louder than others, but it is... A completely acceptable uh, sound quality. So just bear with me. And uh, Tim, now you can actually roll the thing. Thank you. All right. We are recording. Hell yeah. Making a ruckus while we're at it. So, Kyle, when was the last time you participated in a wrestling event? This past weekend, actually, a week from today, a week ago today, I was out at uh, Strictly Insane Pro Wrestling as uh, Winston K. McNasty moments. Oh, yeah. You've mentioned your character on the show before. Yeah. He's uh, very sleazy, very arrogant, uh, very rude criminal lawyer. Yeah. And, uh... 
Where was uh, where was Strickland and Zane at? This is out in Crossville, Illinois. It's about the last exit before you get into Indiana. Oh, okay. Uh, from I think it's on 64. I might be mistaken. So basically east. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. It's a good couple hours from St. Louis, and uh, my match was me representing the American Viking, Alex Rudolph, and uh, the Age of Alternative, Ozzy Gallagher, versus the Hooligans, and they were escorted by Uncle Leo. And uh, it was a pretty good match. I decided that there's got to be some reason that I keep coming after the hooligans. So all my matches thus far, pretty much, except for the ones I did at Outlaw, have been versus the hooligans. Yeah. So uh, I decided I was like, well, why do I? Why am I keep coming after these guys? What's What's the gimmick here? What's the angle? So I decided that you know I'm a criminal lawyer. They're outlaws. They owe me money for criminal defense. So I came out and did a big promo saying. How much you know they they owe me a bunch of money for defending them in court and yeah this this that and the other and uh, told the crowd how stupid they were not to disrupt me and how I'm a very very important man and my time is very valuable. Was that at the top of the show? No, this this was after uh, the intermission. Okay. Because it, we were kind of later in the card. Oh, all right. And I wanted, to, I wanted to get it out there and get people nice and mad, so they wanted to come out and see my guys get their ass kicked. Well, hooligans are pretty well known in the indie scene now, so it doesn't surprise me that they were towards the end of the card at all. Yeah, last time we were there, it was it was the main event. But yeah. I think that, I think they didn't want to be on main this time. So you've been to this event before. Yeah, this is where I made my debut, actually, oh, as, as Winston K. with Dassey Bones, managing uh, the Viking War Party versus Too Tough Tony. Too Tough Tony. Yeah. <laughs> he was a JCW champion. Wait, is it like the number two? Too Tough, yes. Okay. You're going to say, if he isn't doing that, he's doing it wrong. The number two T-U-F-F Tony. Okay. A real, real awesome dude. Real cool guy. Uh, very solid. Like he's, he's a big. He doesn't. You wouldn't look at him and think that he could do a lot of the things he can do, like the hooligans. You know. Yeah. He's doing front, you know, moonsault leg drops on dudes off the turnbuckle and shit. Flippy stuff. Yeah, he's doing yeah. flippy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Alex throw him around. I mean, the, the the best match I've ever seen in person was the hooligans. And Alex versus uh, the Ring Riders and Two Tough Tony at JCW, and that was for uh, the tag, the JCW Tag Team Championships and the the JCW Heavyweight Championship at the same time. That was at was that at Pops? That was at uh, Mojo's. Oh, okay, Joliet. So right outside of Chicago. Yeah, and that that was one of the sickest matches I've ever seen in person, and. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I forgot where I was going about Two Tough Tony. But yeah, um, I've been this. That was my third time at Strictly, and it's always a blast, man. I can't even talk about a lot of the things that we do up there. But uh, it's I'll, I'll just tell you that the hooligans are for real when they're calling themselves after the last wrestler, the last outlaws in wrestling. Yeah. So, is there videos of Strictly Insane on YouTube? Um, I know they film, 
I haven't seen any of their. And maybe they sell them on. Uh, what's that? Smart Mark. Smart Mark. Yeah. Smart yeah. I'm Mark not video. sure where. Uh, I, I know they had a couple camera angles done. Yeah. But. Uh, well, I am a huge Hooligans fan, and it's awesome that uh, you're involved in wrestling as much as you are. Yeah, man, and they uh, they they love us back. They rock the Thorhammer patches on their bibs and shit. I mean, we don't. This is a fucking Thorhammer podcast, so we don't have to keep it kayfabe. <laughs> like, we're friends with the dudes, even though you match up against them as yeah. a character. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think pretty well everyone knows uh, the deal about pro wrestling. Yeah. So well, I'm not. I'm not a. Killing the business here. Yeah. Well, internet nerds get pretty uptight about it sometimes. Like, especially the old school people, they really they they don't like that it's so out there now. Where yeah, like everybody knows how everything goes, and WWE just has stopped hiding at all that it's a work. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like uh, there, it's a bit more of a work than. Is being let on. I yeah. think when Triple H says things like "Kayfabe is dead," I think that itself is kayfabe. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, it's all part of the show, regardless. So, yeah. But then you know, you can people can be mad about it being all out, but like, really, there's a lot that isn't too. Yeah. Like, there, people are only smart to what people pretty much let them be smart to. Yeah. Well, it's that's, that's what wrestling is pretty is. It is closed as much as they want it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, as like, much. If they wanted to put everything out there, they would, but some of the magic has to stay in place. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You can't take away the entire thing behind it because there's a certain amount of mystique to it that is a draw. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean? people say kayfabe is dead, but then you look at things like Corporate Kane and Demon Kane being the biggest yeah. example of them obviously using kayfabe as right. like yeah like well they have I know you have the network but on the network they have like reality shows about wrestling now you know yeah I'm so over it. like like that fucking ow I just hit my face on the symbol Ouch. people listening <laughs> my big ass nose. <laughs> Okay, so a drum set try to give you a nose job. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think your nose. What's? Yeah, I'm completely accepting of my nose. <laughs> uh, well, good. At any rate, uh, yeah, the NXT reality show. Breaking ground. Was, yeah, breaking ground. That's really good. Really good. I yeah. I think they did a very good job with it. Uh, and it's got Bill Shatner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Booger Cat is the shit. If people don't know, he was on two episodes of The Twilight Zone, and they're like my favorite ones ever. So if you want to look up William Shatter in The Twilight Zone, you definitely should. It's fucking excellent. But at any rate, he is the narrator of that show, and he does a fine job of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's kind of one of the shows that I'm sort of talking about, like... WWE does not pull any punches when it comes to exposing what the business is now. Yeah, it's, it does kind of... That's one show that I love that I have conflicting feelings about. Sure. Because it puts it all out there. Like, 
Yeah, when they're... while the show is still on. Yeah, there's like so, a little bit of a delay. But like, yeah, it was one like the first season was a few months or a couple months prior to when it actually aired. Like the storylines that were yeah. going on. Yeah, it's just funny to me that I think they're building Nia Jax, for instance, to be a big monster heel on TV, but then on Breaking Ground they show her as just like everybody else, and she's a big yeah. local sweetheart, and like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's so that it's like fuck. Oh, ta- yeah, it takes the wrestling fan in you is like, why are they doing this? Yeah, you know. But then. It's all. It's also interesting to see what they're going through. Yeah. In this giant fucking machine that is the WWE and that is NXT now. Yeah. It's a look that we've never had into how they build these stars. Yeah. And with podcasts now, that's another thing that like these old school wrestlers now have the opportunity to voice their opinions about what happened a while ago and what is going on now, you know? Yeah. It, it's so, like, it, there's nothing anybody can do. It's all out there. Yeah. Um, For good or ill. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they're still in business. Yeah. Uh, they're still the kings of the hill, so it can't be too bad for business. So. Yeah. Um... What, uh... What are your future goals for indie wrestling? Or do you even look past where you are right now with it? Um, I would like to keep developing my Winston character. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's not... People don't use managers a lot anymore. Yeah. Um, you sort of paint yourself in a corner when you become a manager, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, a lot of guys... Because people only see you as a manager. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't... They, like I said, you paint yourself in a corner. They don't think that you're you have the ability to do more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They like um. Yeah, I, I want to develop that character more. Keep getting on where I can get on. Yeah. Uh, because I I just love being involved. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, ever since I started coming out to these shows, I'm just getting more and more involved. Right. From from day one, I started out, came out, did camera guy shit for Anarchy. And then uh, Alex asked me, he's like, you want to, you want to, are you going to hang out and get drunk or you want to announce? I'm like, well, fuck, dude, I want to announce. Yeah. I'm going to get, you know, I want to get You want to get busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, pro- it's a big problem that I had in my life where I can't just like something. I have to fucking get involved. Get 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of the same way. Like, if, if I'm going to do something, like, with this band... I'm in 150%, you know what I mean? And I'm kind of always looking for ways that I can further our thing, you know what I mean? And like, expand on it, and I'm happy to hear that you're yeah. ready to explore more options with it, you and know what I mean? Additionally, uh, I am gonna get trained. So like- Oh shit. Yeah, I am I'm gonna wrestle. Um, I've got the hooligans, in my corner, I've got the Vikings in my corner. Yeah, and like they're two of the hottest tag. Yeah, you can't really ask for much better on the Indies right so, now. Yeah, especially in the Midwest. Yeah, like I've got these two. I've got these, you know, five dudes, and you know, I got the the Roscoe E. Lisa guys are cool with now. They're another fucking great tag team that I can't wait to see them doing more shit. Yeah, I'm. Uh... 
You're talking about the mustache dude, right? The big Rod mustache Smith. on campus, Mike yeah. Finnegan and Zach Sawyer. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, those guys. I've seen them in a couple of different feds around St. Louis and Illinois, and they definitely have so entertaining. great ability and super entertaining, yeah. They actually have charisma, which <laughs> is something Very that, lacking. In yeah, what I mean... <laughs> I don't want to shit on anyone, but I feel like I can say that. You, dude, <laughs> on this show, you feel free to say anything you want because it doesn't even matter. <laughs> we have our we have our dedicated fan base, but I mean, you just I feel open to say anything that I want. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, no, yeah. So I'm gonna get trained up. I mean. Not only do I have those guys along my corner, I live two miles away from the wrestling gym. Yeah. You know, like, it's right around the corner from us here in Lemp. Yeah. So, like, that's... Yeah. So, like, I mean, how many, do, how many times in my life am I going to have that much of an opportunity, you know? Do those guys come over to Dynamo? Is that what you're, what you're referring to? Or is it completely other people at Dynamo that are going to help you It's out? other people at Dynamo. Uh... They'll be training me and shit when I can get uh, get my dues paid and all that. Like, yeah. Uh, Jay Durden's up there. I'm gonna. Oh yeah. I'm Speaking of which, I saw him on breaking ground. Mm-hmm. He was on one. Episode. I saw him in the background yeah. at the tryout. <clears throat> and I was like, oh my god, it gets dirty. That was yeah. That was very odd. But you know, I guess it's not outside the realm of possibilities that he might be there more than anybody on the indies that we know could be there and just keep it kind of under wraps because they're if nothing happened with it then there's no reason to really talk about it <laughs> yeah I'm you sure, know what I mean yeah it was probably like a tryout or something you know get in front of the you know what I don't keep up with a lot of stuff that he does so he might have talked about it but uh, as far as I know he didn't yeah so it was very Interesting and strange to just all of a sudden out of nowhere I see somebody I know on the network. On WWE Pro. Yeah, it was fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, it freaked me out. It it totally took me aback, but hey, that's good on him, man. That's fucking cool. But, um, yeah, so the hooligans are fucking lighting fire to the Indies right now. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before that we hear about them on any, like, they step up even further than they have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they started going cross-country and not just... Like, I think they have a couple of times gone on to, like, California, but, like, on a weekly basis, every single... You know what I mean? Like, every day possible, I'm sure they want to book right now. Yeah, because, I mean, that's, that's their profession. That's they all are. they do? Yes, sir. They're professional wrestlers. That is their income. That's yeah. their job. That's fucking fantastic. And, yeah, and it's cool. They got a family that uh, supports them in doing that. They got a yeah. They kind of they live in like a farming farming yeah. town, right? Yeah. I went out there for New Year's, and it was fucking. I think I saw pictures of that <laughs> craziness. Yeah. And uh, you roll up, and there's they got goats. They got yeah, big birds, <laughs> turkeys. <laughs> like I don't know what the fucking kind of animals they are. That's great. But they, you know, they do their outlaw bit and their uh, 
you know, they wear the bibs and shit. They're 100% the real deal. And yeah. Their gimmick is not a gimmick. It's them. I won't even say blown up times 10 because you can't. Well, that's a cliche of the of wrestling. It's like yeah. people always say you should be you but amped up by... But they're... It's they're, not really them amped up. They're just amped up all the fucking time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They do whatever they want. Yeah. They're... And... It's uh, so much fun traveling with those guys. And uh, how would you how would you compare traveling with them to traveling with Thorhammer? Like, as far as uh, I don't know, whatever whatever differences and stuff are interesting shit that they get into. Um, it's more rambunctious by a million. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'd say we're uh, we're like a calmer really, bunch on the road. Yeah, we don't because we have to take care of business. Yeah. Which we're like they're they're characters, but they're also characters in real life, so they can get away with doing all that stuff. Yeah, you know like, I mean? I'm, I'm always uh, more tame of the group. Yeah. Uh, Do they have a dedicated driver? Or do they just not even give a fuck about that either? Um, it's sometimes, uh, like, we did that cross-country trip to New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, we did, dr- we sh- drove and shit. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's like whoever's car it is normally will drive. Uh, Uncle Leo is a driver by profession, and I feel like he doesn't like to be in the vehicle unless he's driving, so. Yeah, he feels more comfortable that way. <laughs> yeah, he drove us, uh, this last roundabout. Well, I, I mean... I tend to take the wheel when we go on road trips just because it's my vehicle. <laughs> yeah. But it's the same kind of deal. Like, I just feel comfortable driving my car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you drive, that's awesome, too. When uh, Rosnick used to drive, like, that's the same deal. It's like, I'm fine with it. Your but natural instinct is to want to just be the one doing it. Yeah, just jump at the wheel, you know? And, and now that I'm kind of used to the trailer, it helps out even more, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it, uh, it, it, it keeps you busy, too. Right. <laughs> well, you have to... You engage your brain on another level when you're super focused into driving, you know what I mean? Like, you're out, you're like, whatever else happens, I need to drive this car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I gotta fucking keep this thing on the road. Um, those first road trips that we did were like, we would just drive home after the gig. Like, somebody's gotta be on their shit when they're driving. You know what I mean? Like, there's no not and off bullshit. No, sir. It's super dangerous and we don't play like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. One of the main uh, differences is there's a lot more weed smoking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, when Thor Hammer traveled, I would always sneak off at the gas station or something and yeah. go rip on my pipe or whatever. So I don't want to even. I feel like that's not something you want happening in your car. Um. So I don't know. Well, you know, it's a. Hmm. It's a thing where, like, we're traveling out of state. Yeah. If I if it's my vehicle, you and something had were to happen. Yeah, I don't want to get you. In a yeah. Situation. So I, that's why I, I was the better way to handle business is to sneak off. Yeah. <laughs> so good on you for doing that. Yeah. No problem. But, but yeah, uh, you tend to be the one that like will go and 
smoking stuff with the other bands too. You know yeah. what I mean? And if it's only happening at the gig and it's not happening after the gig, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. But I, you know, it's not that I haven't at shows either, which, you know, co-workers, you know, keep your mouths closed. <laughs> if, if any co-workers happen to listen to my show, I don't even know. I'm sure you're clean as a whistle, though. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, like, very sparingly will I partake in that. Yeah, kind of stuff. when it gets to that, like, it's out of your system in, like, a week. Like, For sure. If, unless they're piling it in and piling it in, like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the main difference. Um, but the, a lot of the conduct is uh, pretty similar. It's just like if something taking a wild hair up their ass. Yeah. Well, you guys are just <laughs> you guys are just fucking dudes hitting the road. It's essentially the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about wrestling that's on TV. Okay. Uh, I know. You're currently without a computer. Does that mean you're not able to watch any of what's happening right now? I've been watching or recently NXT, and because uh, I've got got the WWE app on my phone. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got like a little mount on my wall that, like, when I'm when I'm laying down, I just lay on my side. And yeah. Got my phone on my wall, so I'm gonna hold it. So you can actually watch the. You can actually watch a lot of it on that. Yeah, anything that's on the network, I, I can watch that way. Uh, which, I'm addicted to the network, so... Uh, yeah. I'm trying try to watch something every day. Well, this is going to be airing after the Rumble. So, making any predictions is kind of moot, because it, is it be after the facts that this will go yeah. out? So we just like talk generally about shit that's been going on anyway. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't been following the weekly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Raw's not on the network. Yeah, and uh, well, me and Justin Poole, so we could talk about what I have seen the night that yeah. Lenny died. Yeah, uh, me and Justin Poole went and hung out, or I went and hung out with him in his place, and we watched uh, a month a month of Raw. In about two hours. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's about the speed that I watch it when it's normally on. <laughs> like, I skip so much bullshit. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like... Because, unfortunately, there's a lot of bullshit matches yeah. and stuff that doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, and that's the one thing, like... I don't like to get into a lot of territory that a lot of internet fans get into. They should have booked this and this and this. Yeah. And, oh, look... Look at the injured list, man. None of that. Do? None of that really. It's not real opinions. Yeah, it. it's just it's a armchair booking. The, yeah, yeah. That, that goes back to the, uh, people only being as smart to uh, to the business as the they want you to be. Because obviously, because like these the people that are booking, they're they're the ones that are in the arena with these guys every yeah. day. They're the ones that are in the gym with them. They're the ones that you know, like this can't work because of this and this and because of this plan or whatever. Well, sometimes when when I watch it, uh, sometimes I think that they aren't. They have no plan past the week that they're on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think is sort of irresponsible of them if that is the way that it is. Yeah. And and. The way the shit plays out, it seems like that's the way that it is. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, but that doesn't mean that they're wrong to do that necessarily because something could something crazy could happen, uh, such as what's happening right now. And I don't know, I don't know yeah. who has come back since Rumble or whatever. But there's a shit ton of people, big stars that are out. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, fucking Orton, Cena, uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is the biggest. Yeah, Seth um, Rollins, they're Seth champions. Rollins. I mean. It just, the list just goes fucking on and on, and it's it's nuts. Yeah. I'm sure they're like, well, why the fuck make a plan? Yeah, because <laughs> half our roster is out. Yeah. Yeah. If all our guys are going to fucking die, why do we even bother <laughs> making a plan? But, uh... So you watched, we watched a Raw shit ton of Raw in a very short amount of time, because it was all, it was the same matches every week. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's, that to me, like, well, that's why I don't watch any, like, I stopped... I used to stream it on some goofy fucking. Yeah, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of sites online that you can stream and it on. Now, That's what I do. Now I don't like I don't have the time. Yeah. Because like I I would rather just watch some classic shit on the network if I'm going to be watching. If I'm going to be dedicating three hours of my life to wrestling, uh, I'm I'm going to watch like a classic pay per view or something. Yeah, I. Uh, I think our, our mutual friend on, on Facebooks, uh, Ryan Paul Jones, or yeah, Ryan, yeah. Uh, he posted an, a link to an article that I thought was interesting, and it said, fans that are attached to the Attitude Era need to let it go oh my so god. they can enjoy. Oh my god, that is so true. What, well, and what I do is I have my fucking cake and I eat it too. You know what I'm saying? I watch the network. So I can watch cool <laughs> matches that I liked a lot. Yeah. So they still have that, and I and I haven't watched a lot of that stuff in a really long time, especially the old Raws. But like, as me and Lindsay have been watching and going through week by week and through the old pay per views and all that shit, it's cool because I can re rediscover all that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Live Most of it I have no idea happened or re- re- no recollection of. Yeah, you know a mean? lot of the mid-card stuff you kind of, or lower card especially, you forget over time. Yeah. So I watch that and then on Monday I fucking watch Raw and for good or ill, sometimes it's better than other times, but you know, I'm kind of to this point now where I don't question a lot of what they do. I just try to enjoy it as much as possible like I used to. You know that's, what I mean? That's exactly the way to be, man. That's, yeah. That's the only way to be a, a wrestling fan, or, or not a wrestling fan, but like a fan of mainstream wrestling these yeah. days. Is you just got to accept it for what it is. You got to not let your knowledge, or, I mean, not you, you, but like yeah. your perceived knowledge get in the way of enjoying a perfectly reasonable product. Right. I stopped reading the dirt sheets. I stopped. Yeah. I mean, well, th- look, back in the day when I was watching the Attitude Era and watching WCW Saturday Night with my dad and all that shit, well, I didn't have any of I had the KFAG magazines <laughs> and that's it. That they're like, why are they allowing yeah. the free bird rule? Why? You know, like, that, which I and I was like, yeah, why are they? <laughs> you know, like yeah, I did clearly against the rules. I did, I knew that there was shit behind all of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I didn't question it too much because I didn't really care. I was enjoying it. You know what yeah. I mean? So all these fucking internet mark dorks, stop it. 
Yeah. Just fucking calm your shit down. I mean, really, if you don't like it, I mean, I get that you really love wrestling, but there's plenty of outlets for that. Yeah. There, I, I mean, mean, internet is a huge, vast resource. There's all kinds of independent wrestling on YouTube. Yeah. And YouTube especially is the greatest powerhouse for fucking watching wrestling. Beyond independent wrestling, there's awesome stuff going on in, like, New Japan. Right yeah. Now. You and me? Like, I know you haven't watched a whole lot of it, but, uh, you know, AJ Styles... Yeah, I'm getting into this strong style thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean... These, these, some of these guys were TNA guys that were fucking lost in that place. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no direction for them. They're going to come off halfway amateur, and then, <laughs> then they go to somewhere like New Japan, and they can, they can fucking blossom. You know what I mean? They become a fucking superstar, not in the sense of fucking Vince a superstar, but like a a bigger than big fucking wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like top cream of the fucking crop. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cream of the crop. Which by the way is one of my favorite fucking promos. <laughs> and he's got all these cups of cream. Yeah, dude. They're like in his bandana and his wrist or something. He pulls them dude. <laughs> Macho Man is so classic it's not even funny. But yeah, uh there's all kinds of shit out there that I mean I I think NXT is fucking fantastic. Uh, right now they are, yes. I'm sure it hasn't always been that way. Well, you know, it's like a... It, it's a thing that it built over time, you know what I mean? It built momentum. They, yeah. they used to be FCW in Florida where, like, it was looking more scarce than some of these fucking indie feds around town. <laughs> and then well, what happens fucking... Uh, they a brand out. Seth Rollins shows up. Uh, who, uh, what, what was his indie name? Tyler know. Black. Tyler Black. Uh, you got your fucking, like, Neville's. You got your Kevin Owens's. You know, like, it just, the list fucking goes on and on, and it's like, Same yes, thing. the NXT is fucking awesome. Yeah, because it's rooted in independent wrestling. Right. They're not taking, I mean, sometimes they do take guys that, like, like Baron, your Baron Corbin's, for instance, that are football players. And they're yeah. like, they're, you're always going to have those because you always need freaks of nature. You don't always yeah. need guys that are 6'10". Vince likes those fucking guys. Yeah, and they're val- they're very valuable in wrestling. And I, th- I wish I was that big. I wish I was your height. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said freak of, like, freak of nature. Yeah. Like, those guys, those guys truly are kind of freaks because they can get that big. Like, I, I don't think that if I worked out even half as much as they do, like, I would get very, like, big like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? they got, these, these got these big skeletons that are yeah. bound, either totally down to put on fucking... Well, you look at, you look at Sam, Sam Richardson, yeah. who is uh, Adam Rome. Like, that dude works out a fucking lot. You know what I mean? Like, that's his job, is to yeah. help other people work out. And then he also does, when he when he's there, you know what I'm saying? So, like... Adam Caster now. Yeah, I'm Caster, yes. Uh, he's been on the show before. He's fucking awesome. He's yeah. an awesome dude. But yeah. even that guy, who is a dedicated... Uh, professional. Professional and w- works out all the time, he can't look like Brock Lesnar. Nope. There's yes. almost no one on Earth that can look like fucking Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hence, the 
big bucks that fucking he's able to earn with Vince. And he's a competent wrestler because he's trained by really good guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's brought in a class of, of insanely successful wrestlers. You know what I mean? Randy Orton, uh, Batista, uh, I don't know if John Cena was in that same class. He might have been. I feel like 2003. Right around that same time. 2003, something like that. I was I was getting out of it. I had kind of been chained out of uh, like me wrestling by that point. Oh, and I'm like, come on. Like, you yeah. know it's fake, right? Like, yeah, but that doesn't but mean it's not cool. Yeah, or it's not fun. When, when you're 12 years old or whatever. And yeah. You're fucking in. Well, okay. You hear it enough, you know, that it turns you out. And that's... It's actually right around that same time that that same kind of shit happened to me, and that's when I turned to music, you know what I'm saying? It was like, as soon as I discovered my love for playing drums and listening to people playing drums and listening to fucking awesome guitar and stuff like that, that's it. It was like, <laughs> light switch turned on, this is what I need to do, and I was fucking hell-bent on doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's pretty... Like, there's a couple years gap where I was trying to figure out... Yeah. Like, what was going to take us... Everybody goes through that. I was enamored, and I was in love with rest. I loved the WCW shit, even when it was bad. Yeah, was, that's what I'm saying. I was watching Saturday Night. Now, Saturday Night was like... You got, you got your A guys, your fucking Hogan's and your Nash's and Scott Hall's. Then you got your B guys, so like your cruiserweights and stuff. They're on thunder. Then you got C guys. And C guys are like the bottom of the barrel, the jobbers, all, you know what I mean? No gear. Yeah. <laughs> there would be like one guy on Saturday night that was even close to having a name. And it would be like Hugh Morris or something like that. Who would do Yeah. So, you know, I was just it was just fun to watch and I didn't question it too much. Yeah, and uh, so like that was my first love before I really knew that I loved music. I mean, I I experimented with drums and stuff but, like without having other people. That is, that fuel doesn't really grow if you don't have an expanding frame of reference. So like I kind of got out of the wrestling bit during for a good ten years at least until you know so which is perfect because that gave me the chance to pursue music. Yeah. Because I, I, if I had just got stuck in the wrestling thing, I probably never would have gotten the fire to actually, you know, I like said, I want to be a wrestler. I mean, yeah. Probably would have never gone through and actually done it if I had gotten into music and then over the years met Alex. Right. Uh, and then went to see him at, his, at a show of Pops. And he was wrestling uh, at Raw. The first that was the first pro wrestling match in person that I ever saw was Alex versus. So did you ever go to any of the WWF or anything back in the day? No. No, nothing. Nope. Wow. Nope. Just the one we've been to. Yeah. And um. I guess by the time you were old enough to like tell your parents to take you or something like that, you were already kind of getting out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just something I never even was aware of. Yeah. It was you know was it. It wasn't like I got it from my dad or anything. My dad didn't like wrestling. They were yeah. Hey, somebody's here. Alright, we're gonna wrap up. Hello. Maybe we'll pick up on a conversation later or something about wrestling. Oh. Nice. We were killing the time. <laughs> yeah. Ian Parks, what do you think about wrestling? Uh, it's cool. It's cool, alright. We're wrapping up with that. <laughs> I don't hate wrestling. I know you don't hate wrestling, but we just had like a 
I'll, let's see where we're at. We had a 36 minute conversation, and then I asked you what you think about wrestling. You're like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> the dichotomy between those two. Alright. Anyone out there into professional wrestling? I know there's a couple. This song is about one of the greatest of all time, or you might think is one of the worst of all time. This one is about the nature born Ric Flair, and it's called The Crimson Mouth. Thank <laughs> you.